Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Philly Pod. A Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what's going on, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod right here at thelibertyline.com. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Be sure to do the very same for Liberty Line at Liberty Line PHL on Twitter and Instagram. And do the very same for Fox Sports the Gambler. You can follow them on Twitter at Fox PHL Gambler and follow them on Instagram as well. We're one day removed from NFL preseason. We'll get our first look at Jalen Hurts actually in a real game situation and to kind of prepare for that situation as always. I'm joined by my co-host. You can follow him on Twitter at Stephen Conrad Jr. Be sure to follow the Philly Pod TV, the YouTube channel that he runs as well. All the video. Subscribe, man. I follow. Subscribe. Follow, subscribe, whatever. I'm not the YouTube (laughs) guy. That's all. That's all you. But be sure to go ahead and follow him on all socials. Stephen, it's been a long weekend for us in Philadelphia. We had the the Phillies game and the the open practice and all that stuff. How you feeling? Look, man, it was a great time this past weekend. Um, I felt special that people actually knew who I was. um, (laughs) For the right reasons. For once, <laughs> the first time I'll let you guys know the first time me and Vic made a public appearance together. By the way, we're like, we're not celebrities. If you see us and recognize us, please just come up to us. We're just yes. like, you guys. thank you we're, for saying we're that. Stupid, Jeez. we're stupid Philly fans, just like everybody else, delusional Philly fans. Like, if you're a supporter of us, man, you're a friend of mine. That's all that matters. So, great time this past weekend. I can't wait to do it some more. Uh, this Eagles season, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Like I said, the Phillies game Friday, and I think we were in the mix at Xfinity and stuff on Saturday, and then we went to the uh, open practice on Sunday. And good good job, Stephen, for pointing that out, because there was a lot of people that hit us up afterwards that either saw me at the open practice or or wherever I was at the time, and were like, oh, I saw you. I wasn't going to you know, bother you or whatever. Like, we're not bothered. I'm not some... us. We're there together. Yeah, I'm there to out, engage man. in the first place. So be sure to appreciate everyone who, who we did interact with. Met a lot of cool people there. Um, I'm sure we'll catch you at tailgates. And all that fun stuff. So thank you guys uh, you uh, for that. We do appreciate you. Will not mites. You'll catch me blasted <laughs> there. Probably won't know my name. But <laughs> thank you. So as as on the last episode, um, at towards the end of it, if you stuck around for that long, we did pitch that we were adding a new person to the rotation of the Philly Pop for this Eagle season. I announced it on Twitter. And now she's more of a celebrity than I am. All of a sudden, I don't know how how this even yeah, the, happened. The real star of the show, right? The real star. Yeah, she's gonna be the host after today. I don't even <laughs> doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, but you can follow her on Twitter at oh, is it the Sporty Jordy? At or, the Sporty Jordy. Can't remember if it's the V or without the V because uh, it gets it gets complicated. But you can follow her on Twitter at the Sporty Jordy. I think Instagram is the same. I yep. think TikTok is also the same. So be sure to go Stay ahead away and do from that. TikTok dangerous oh. yeah i mean if you want to if you want to go down that rabbit hole you can definitely do that but jordan Arard coupe i've been told it's pronounced is joining yes, us yes. for this wow. season today's her debut on the show so this is her trial run if you don't see her after today you know why. <laughs> I got he said uh, the same thing about me guys and i'm still here yo, i do remember actually saying you that did about say you. that you that's did funny say that. that's funny yeah but jordan how's the feel to be here i see people on twitter being like you you made it you made it to the big time i just want you to know you did not make it 
coming on this show does not mean that you made it. So, so do not use my show as a, as a as a gauge for how successful you can be because <laughs> we're just another podcast. But how's it feel to be in the mix for the Eagle season? I've, I've been following your content uh, for a little bit now between the YouTube and I know you do NFL and sports betting. So I figured you would be a good uh, addition to have us on. And of course, you're an Eagles fan. So here we yeah, are. Yeah, no, this feels great. I've definitely I've been covering the whole NFL stuff. My main focus has been mainly sports betting, which I love. So that's always super cool. But yeah, diehard Eagles fan. And I always find myself trying to be like super unbiased, like talking about everyone equally. But then anytime anything happens with the Eagles, the rant just goes on like Stop 10 times longer. Yeah. <laughs> I just get sucked into a rabbit hole. So it feels very good to be here. Great, great. Of course, we're glad to have you. So, and good thing you brought the sports gambling because we are big uh, sports gambling guys over here. For people that yes. listened to Liberty Line Radio last year, we had the Parlay Palace and Locks of the Week and all that. So that's coming back up again soon. Uh, if you guys are as big betting partners as we are, be sure to go download the Park Sportsbook app. Follow them on Twitter at Park Sportsbook. Like I said last episode, we got a good partnership with them this Eagle season for props, um, money lines, and all that fun stuff, boosts. All the good stuff coming out specifically for Liberty Line as well as the Eagle season. So be sure to download that app uh, and get ready for all that fun stuff that's coming up. It would mean it a lot to us if you were able to uh, do that for us. So I guess now we actually have to talk about uh, the Eagles, which is which has been a lot less fun than the, I don't want to say less, but uh, not as exciting as the, as the Eagles. That's for sure. So we have the first preseason game tomorrow. We'll get our first look, like I mentioned, at Jalen Hurts in a real game scenario since last season. So before I get into Sirianni and, and those kind of things, uh, Jordan, we'll get your thoughts first. As far as Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm not familiar with your feelings towards him and how the whole season ended <laughs> and how you've, I don't know if you've been keeping up with training camp and all that kind of fun stuff, but just, just to get it out the way early, what is your general consensus of Jalen Hurts to this point ahead of his first preseason game? I am very excited to see Jalen Hurts this season. And that is coming from someone who cried when Carson Wentz was traded, like literal tears. So I was devastated. The Jalen Hurts went way back when now, when he was originally drafted, shocked me. I was pissed, jaw on the floor. None of that had anything to do with Jalen Hurts as a player. I just didn't like the spiral that it sent us into. But now that we've come this far, we made it through the end of last season. I'm liking everything I see from Jalen Hurts. I like his leadership. His skill is there. It just needed to be worked on a little bit, which we are absolutely doing. So I'm definitely excited to see him. He is making me excited for this season. I saw a uh, I saw a good point somebody made on Twitter yesterday, and they said that – I don't know if it's a good point, but it's a relevant point that they said that everything I see about Hurts is about his intangibles. I never see anybody talking about his skill – and that's interesting because his tangibles definitely do get talked a lot, uh, talked about a lot more than his skill. But for good reason, he hasn't had the chance uh, to show a lot. Steven, we were at open practice. Obviously, we got we heard the ovation uh, that everybody gave him when Jalen Hurts came I out. You got to MVP see the man. You started an MVP chant that nobody well, joined in for. I don't know why you started that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, you've been notorious for that all weekend, actually. <laughs> so, Dude, um, Bryce Harper, man. Yeah, Bryce Harper was 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 worth it though. Um. So uh, now that you're able to see Jalen Hurts in person, obviously you've you've heard the uh, feedback from myself and Jeff as far as training camp is concerned, but you got to saw him in effect in practice. How mm -hmm. do you feel about Jalen Hurts? What were your takeaways from being able to see him in person? How do you feel about him moving forward? So what you had just said a few minutes ago about nobody mentioning like his skill, it's all intangibles. Like that's literally what I saw firsthand at training camp. Like I don't recall 
one play where I was like, geez, like he's so talented, like he can throw so far. Or this it was all intangibles. Like everybody around him, they just rally around the guy. Like Sirianni's always going up to him. The players are always going up to him. He's always going up to players. Like when you talk about like the great players, like I hate to bring up the guy's name. I know it's not a very um <laughs> popular name here in Philly, but Tom Brady, like when we talk about this guy, we don't talk about the guys like arm strength. It's always the intangibles. Like he handles pressure really well. He performs big in big games. Like, I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts seems to check all these boxes. So that, you know, that intrigues me, um, especially coming from, I know it, it sounds crazy now because I was one of the biggest Wentz fans, but like Wentz was like, it seemed Wentz was like the polar opposite. It was all talent. Like this guy's, you know, got the strongest arm in the league. He's athletic. He's, you know, he's six foot six. He's all these things. But it seems like the locker room was split. So for me, it's refreshing to see the entire team just rally around the guy because I'm so over. I can't do this whole like questionable locker room thing anymore. Is it this guy's team? Is it that? Like, look, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, man. Like, let's let's just go into the season as a normal football team, drama free. You know what I'm saying? Uh, do me a favor and remind me at the end of the show to clip out the part where you compare Jalen Hurts to Tom Brady because we're not allowed. Here we go. That. I don't. Look. I don't. I don't know why that was even a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you got a nice eye roll from me. Yeah, what is going oh, on? With the, with yo, the, this man on. said Tom Brady. Check. Uh, it's Tom Brady, dude. Of course you're gonna say that. But I understand what you're saying as far as the leadership and all that fun Intended. stuff. We've spoke about it at ad nauseum to this point about what he brings to the table as far as character wise. Now it's time to show it on the field. Uh, it's been a very up and down training camp for my eyes. Personally, it's been an up and down training camp for Jalen Hurts. Um, the offense looks like it's struggling. I don't. My conclusion is that we're either going to have a top, we're either going to have a top five defense or a bottom five offense. I don't know which one it's going to be from the from the look of training camp, but it's not been it. It, it hasn't been fun uh, uh, to this point. But Jalen Hurts doesn't look like he's going to be bad. He looks like he he's going to be good. Is he going to be good enough to to carry the team? We don't know yet. We'll have to see. And that's why we're all looking forward to uh, to, to uh, preseason um, tomorrow. So, Jordan, if there's one thing, I don't know how long he's going to play. In my opinion, all the starters should play a significant amount of time in this preseason, yeah. get as yeah. much reps as possible, as young as they are. But if there's one thing uh, that comes to mind, like I want to see Jalen Hurts do this tomorrow, what would that be for you? I want to see him throw the ball because last season his completion percentage. <laughs> don't, don't do any keepers. Was, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see. We know he can move. We know he's mobile. Last year's completion percentage was only 52%. So going in this, granted, there was a lot that went into that. Our O-line was in shambles. We Weapons, injuries. There were a lot of big question marks, but I want to see like that be his main focus because I think that's one thing we're all a little on the fence about with him. Does he have that ability. So I'd like to see him get it out now, put as much of his time into that as he can. So then hopefully by the time season starts, we all know exactly what we're working with. Yeah, that's a very good point. Steve, remember when 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 Hertz they made him run a keeper in practice? And I was like, why does why who runs who runs? Because you're not allowed to really tackle. Mean, like who you runs mean the one this past Sunday? This Sunday they ran like a keeper yeah, like in practice. I was like, what's the what's the point know. of this? There uh, is no point. There, I we we know he can move. You're not you're not showing us anything new. But maybe that's the whole point. He doesn't want to show anything new. Uh, but Stephen, what are you hoping to see from our presumptive QB one tomorrow? I expect him to play after all four seeing, quarters. All four quarters. All four yeah. quarters, man. After seeing, like, <laughs> seriously, dude, you remember how slow this Eagles team has started the last couple of years? Like, 
the popular like mindset has been over the years in preseason is like, oh, just play your QB one or two drives. Like, no, I'm I'm over that. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these rules in place to protect the players. Like, damn sure don't need to watch Joe Flacco. Yeah, don't get him out him. there, man. He needs the reps. I'm so over this. Like, I'm so yo, over, your man. reaction when Joe Flacco came out at, at the practice. Yo. Oh, dude, like, I he's gonna on. throw up. Man. I want to see Joe Flacco. Come on. <laughs> oh man, Nick Mullins should be QB too. He's been far better than Flacco in camp. Oh, yeah. man. So, so speaking of people that have been far better than other people in camp, it looks like Andre Dillard, not that it was much of a competition to begin with, but Andre Dillard with that knee sprain is now week to week. So Mylotta has essentially won the job for whatever competition it was worth. Uh, Jordan, you've probably seen to this point Dillard's been getting trashed all around camp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, do you like Jordan Mylotta? Are you excited about having him as your left tackle? Or are you disappointed in Andre Dillard and how he's first round pick? How How is this whole thing shaking up from, from your perspective? Yeah, it's definitely disappointing because you wanted him to be the guy that, I mean, first round pick, you wanted him to be the one that came in and take over, but injuries and everything. And Milata, he stepped up when we needed him to, and he did what he needed to do. So like you kind of said, it wasn't really a competition in my eyes. I guess why they kind of had to make it one because it was fair. Now the injury kind of takes that out of the question, but I think he deserves it. I just wish Dillard was like at least worth Anything, like trade compensation yeah. at this point. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. It feels I, like a I don't, I don't know what's a, I don't, I don't well, know. Look, man, this offensive line is always banged up and I hate to break it to you guys. Well, but you need like, to I have a good obviously. feeling. Somebody's going to get hurt. And for, unfortunately, I guess Dillard is the guy, but. <sighs> if I mean, our O-line can have half of the amount of injuries that we had last year, I still think that would be a win. And I feel like it's going to get right around that point. Because they just get banged up, but it can't be as bad as last year. Yeah, I'm almost certain it was 14 different O-line com oh. combinations and 13 – no, 14 different linemen and 13 different offensive line combinations last year. That is unheard of. And it's that's so why the whole bad. thing with the Wentz, he got sacked 50 – I forget, I think it was 50 times he got sacked. <laughs> and then he was – Intercepted all those times wait, we know, but, but like, but wait, uh, remember, Hertz never got sacked. The narrative was like, of course, oh, wow, of course, Hertz Hertz never got sacked oh, because he has know, legs because he, he can literally run. He in the NFL. He's running for his life, man. He doesn't have an ACL <laughs> that was surgically repaired. So, <laughs> so, so that's so that's why. So, yeah, so my lot essentially won the job at this point. We felt like he was going to be the left tackle, but now it looks like uh, that is certainly going to be the case. Uh, so now that shakes out with the unofficial depth chart that was released earlier this week, I have it up on the screen here. Uh, is there anything that stands out to you guys as far as shockers? Probably, probably not. But obviously, Hertz is going to be number one. You see the running backs, the receivers. Uh, any surprises here on the unofficial depth chart? Obviously, before the first preseason game. I, you kind of already said it. Mullins uh, behind Flacco. It doesn't make sense to me because I just don't like it. One, I think he deserves it. I was also. And this is a hot take. I was honestly surprised that Ertz is still above Goddard. That kind of has me shocked. And you know, I love Ertz. I respect Ertz. But the from way what they, we saw last season and the direction we're going and with the whole narrative this offseason, I was surprised Goddard wasn't tight end one. I don't even think they're listed. I think because the way it was listed on like the chart, it was like Ertz slash Goddard. Like it was just like one thing. Ertz, it wasn't like, like a neck and neck. It was like it was like a, they're both going to be know, out there man. kind of After thing. Open so. practice. Ertz looked like 2018 yeah. again. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't even recognize know. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was he was looking around like the blonde hair guy. He definitely can still play. He can definitely still play. Not a fan of. 
That's terrible. That's not a thing. That's not a. No, that's not a thing no. amongst females. Blonde hair. Absolutely not. Hair. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a buzz cut. Oh yeah, he, he was rocking the buzz. If you can rock a buzz cut, just do that, right? Yes. Like I can't rock a buzz cut, but he can. So keep <laughs> doing that. Like I would rock it, dude. It's low maintenance. Like now we're bleaching our hair. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like a football. Looks like a chia pet. He looks like a chia pet. Oh my a god. Chia pet. At least Ertz, Ertz, Ertz can still play from what we've seen. And then as time goes on, it looks like he's more accepting that he's going to be there. So him and Goddard, however they're going to finagle, if Ertz is still going to be here week one, we don't know. And then it's Richard Rogers after that. And then you have a guy like Tyree Jackson, who I'm hearing a lot about and has been mm. the most, if, if it wasn't for Quez Watkins, I would say he's the most impressive player in camp because he's big, he's athletic, and he's catching everything. Dude. I don't know what position. Maybe he's tight end. I don't know what position, but he looks like that positionless player that you have to keep on the roster, can plug and play uh, into him. But, Steven, as far as this depth chart is concerned, you see the cornerbacks. You got Slay, my guy, Zach McPherson, that Steven sleeps on for no reason whatsoever. We'll revisit this in like a month or two, that guy. You don't right? have to. I told you from the rip that McPherson is going to contribute more than Kenneth Gainwell, and it's looking like that's going to be the case. Well, so, hey, that leads to my We're still point, pushing so... Fear McPherson, by the way. Get that hashtag moving. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, put, put a smack in the YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys are still sticking around. um, I'll tell you what the surprise for me is. I guess. um, Running back to Jordan Howard. Like, mm. this guy was basically ran out of the league last year, you know? Mm. Like, I would have thought, I don't know, maybe. Obviously, everybody knows I'm high on Kenneth Gainwell. But I would have thought maybe Boston Scott would have been running back too after everything he's done here. But. I don't know. I'm I'm hearing a lot of good things about Jordan Howard. Apparently, he's been like putting in the work. Like I've always been a fan of Jordan Howard. I was kind of blown away at like how he went from being like he was a productive running back in this yeah. league to all of a sudden just like I don't know, just like teams didn't want him anymore. Like the Dolphins, his stats there were terrible. They didn't want to re-sign him. Like, hey, I'm all for it. I didn't expect it. I will say at open practice, Vic, I forgot to tell you this. Dude, he is one tough. Like they were doing that one fumbling drill, and he was just like he was giving the coach the business. The guy that was trying to strip him the ball, he was pushing him all over the place. Yeah, he's the biggest back there, obviously. Yeah, he's dude. He's, you mean the drill with the uh, when they were like trying to punch it out of him when they were yeah, like all the other running backs when they got hit by the coach, they were bouncing back. But when Jordan Howard got hit, the coach was bouncing back. About to hire the like, coach. Man. Coach is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Jordan Howard certainly looked quick. He looks like he should be running back too. I don't know what the plan is going to be with Curry on. Um, Boston Scott is obviously making the team. He's getting the most reps other than Miles, so they they think highly of him. Gamewell was just drafted, so he's going to be here. Uh, the whole Curryon and, and Jordan Howard, and even Jason Humley, who looks good in camp, he's looking quick. I mentioned this last episode, but he it's going to be tough to keep him uh, off the roster as well. So I don't know how many backs and receivers and tight ends they're going to keep, uh, but they have a lot of players that can play. They're going to have to try and figure it out. So with Nick Sirianni and all these offensive players, uh, it came out earlier this week that we knew that Sirianni was going to be the play caller, but he's apparently going to be re relaying the plays to Shane Steichen, who will then radio it into Jalen Hurts. Now, when you when you first hear things like that, I think Reich was kind of doing the same thing when, when Doug was here. Uh, but why doesn't Sirianni just tell Jalen Hurts the plays? How do we like this? Remember last year when we had 17 like offensive assistants, not even an OC? <laughs> so at least now we have an offensive coordinator. So Jordan, how do you feel about the way this offensive structure is going to be? Are you confident in Sirianni calling plays? He's never done it before. Uh, but how does this Steichen Sirianni radioing in plays to Jalen Hurts? How does that all sound to you? 
I just because I see the relationship that Sirianni and Hertz are building and I hear the way Sirianni talks about him and I feel like he gets him, which is something that I didn't feel with Doug and Carson last season. Like Doug was calling plays that didn't fit Carson at all. Mm. So I'm not, and I tr like, let me backtrack a little bit too. Frank Reich was one of the key components in our Super Bowl. I don't know how you guys feel Clearly. about that. No, that's evidence. evidence. Yeah, oh, that's, that's just facts. So for him to have worked so closely with Frank Reich and to now come in and kind of be building this team up from the ground with Hurts, I'm kind of for it. I'm excited for it. I'm a little nervous with like the step in between that things can kind of get like misconstrued. But between Sirianni and Hurts and Sirianni calling plays for Hurts, I'm fine with it. Yeah, the way, the way Sirianni worded it was like, I'm doing it yeah. this way so that I can communicate with all the coaches first before plays get to Hurts. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, it's only a 40-second play clock. <laughs> you gotta, I don't know you how they do conversations. <laughs> I can't even call a play in Madden that fast. <laughs> this way it's got to radio <laughs> stuff in and all this. And Hurts has all the plays on his wrist anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that's how it's going to be. It was just interesting coming from last year to this year mm -hmm. when they had a Rich Gangarello and all these other guys. And I think, was, wasn't Morningwood here last year, last year? Was Marty Morningwood oh, in the sure. staff? He was he he was running around. So everybody, I remember when they hired all those guys, and in my mind, I'm like, we're gonna have the most revolutionary offense. We have Hertz, <laughs> we have Wentz, we have 17 offensive geniuses. We're gonna be running air raid offenses, and none of that happened. Didn't even come no. close. So, no. so I, I hope I hope the offense can move. It hasn't been looking good in training camp as far as consistency. They've been stagnant a lot, um, and and the plays have been. Yards have been hard to come by for the, for the offense, but maybe the, the, the defense uh, is just going to be that tough. So we'll have to go ahead and uh, and see that. So now we have our linebackers. Uh, I didn't leave it on the chart here because I think it's evident that Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson are going to be the, the, the starting linebackers. Uh, Jordan, obviously, Alex Singleton had a 100-plus tackle season last year. You bring in a guy like Eric Wilson, who also had 100 tackles himself. How do you feel about our linebacker core that obviously hasn't been strong in the in these last few seasons? But maybe now we have something here. Do you think we're going to get carved up over the middle like years past? I think we're moving in the right direction. I don't want to get my hopes up too high just because, like you said, this has been a weakness for yeah, a very long Gary time. PTSD. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> what's frustrating, and this happens a lot for our whole team, offense, defense, on paper, things seem like they should work. And you look at the numbers and you look at the stats and you're like, wow, this is going to be fine. And then for some reason, whether it's injuries or things just aren't clicking, they fall apart. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high. But like you said, these are two good guys. So I feel okay about it. But definitely still nervous. Like maybe like you said, a little PTSD. But yeah. <laughs> Steven, we uh, were together for a lot of those Nate Gary games last year. Pretty sure I saw the the Clay, I'm pretty sure I saw the Chase Claypool game at your house last year, and that wasn't fun. That drive home was not fun. For the people listening, Stephen lives a good ninety to two ninety minutes to two hours away from me. So mm -hmm. I always like I stay like I stay overnight and I stay for the Eagles game and then I drive home. So I oh. had so many sad ass car ride homes last year. <laughs> it was so it was so, so bad. So Nate Gary and then you too from from my part yeah. to go home. So it's been it wasn't fun last year for Nathan Gary. So how much confidence do these couple of linebackers? Eric Wilson is always around the ball. Alex Singleton's coming off a strong year. You have TJ Edwards in the mix as well. Maybe uh we get Davion Taylor coming back and he'll he'll maybe try and grow this year. Does this linebacker corn still any hope for you? Do you hope to see anything out of them tomorrow night? 
so like they've been so bad just like adding eric wilson alone even if they like, don't make mistakes i'm satisfied i don't care if you don't tackle him. and he's like so like let's just be honest like I, this isn't me hating like eric wilson oh, no. is so average like so average but oh, he's good God. at certain things so like i'm excited for that he's gonna be so much better than what we've had but i'm pretty bummed out man because davion taylor apparently was killing it in training camp up until he got hurt well, did he get hurt in open practice no, it wasn't open. He was he was hurt in training camp before that, um, but See, he was he was having a very good uh, training like, camp. Um, like they just don't value that position. I'll never understand why. Like he's super athletic. I I always thought like well maybe and I look let's just I'm gonna tell you guys right now and I think you two can agree with me. I will never let Howie Roseman off the hook for anything. Dude, like dude, we'll get into that in a second. That's a good topic. Needs, for like Davion Taylor between Davion Taylor, Andre Dillard, and uh, White Side. You can start with our thing. Yeah, Jay go down One the of list. these three guys. Thorson over Darius Slayton. Oh, don't even. I'm, not, I'm not all three can suck, man. All right, and like for all the people, and we'll get to it later. I know you want me to talk about the linebacking core, but for all the people that are like. Oh wow! How he's a genius, man. He saw Carson oh Wentz God. getting injured. He knew about his foot injury. You know, I thought that for a split second. Stop. They had they had me for a second. <laughs> Stop with that, please. <laughs> the linebacking core still sucks, and you want to know who's to blame for that? Howie Roseman. That's who. So, <laughs> I remember I saw something. I saw something. I can't remember who I saw it from on Twitter, but I saw something how Harry how he drafted uh I wish I could remember who who he was, but he was capping for a couple good good picks that Howie Roseman made, and I just can't bring it to myself. And I remember saying that when the, when the Wentz injury came out, and, the, and he's up next, Wentz for a split second. Mm-hmm. I remember when the whole thing came out about his foot and saying it was an injury dating back to high school, <laughs> and all this. And my first instinct is, Yo, Howie's a god. He just freaking he saw this injury happening. He's like, no, drafted hurts, and he first. shipped no, him out, and no. then and then and then my next thought is like, wait a second, how did our medical staff not catch this? <laughs> So right. then, so then it, it became a whole like I, the whole defending Howie thing is strange to me. I understand that he had a a decent offseason and he finally had a draft that on paper looks like it's not going to be a bust from second round down. So so the whole defending Howie thing, I can't I can't for 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 the majority, I, I can't do it either. It looks like Jordan is biting her tongue over there. Oh, my God. This, <laughs> no, it literally triggers me so much. Yeah, and I just got I, when you brought it up. I was like, Jesus oh, my God, <laughs> it like it's. And when I see people on Twitter that are like how we yeah. apologize, oh, and they're like, Lord. see, didn't he have a great, not so terrible of an offseason for a terrible GM? Like, I'm like, you realize, and I gave him a little bit of credit, which killed my soul anyway. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I'll give credit where credit is due. He did a good job this offseason cleaning up the mess that he freaking made. Right. Yeah. Like, the only yep. reason we are in He this made his bed. Now he's laying exactly. it. Exactly. So. <laughs> so, yeah, like he made some good moves, but it doesn't excuse anything that he did to lead up to this point. And you can't just forget about everything that happened before this. Like, yeah, you dra- you traded up and you got Smith. Congrats. But what what happened leading up to that point? It was garbage so I, I remember the uh i'm just i'm just not realizing the amount of tragic moments i have in the car driving up to this guy's house because remember when he remember when miami traded back and i was like we're getting jamar chase it's over it's coming He's home and, then how he trades down. Trades <laughs> and i was like yeah. don't literally nobody talked to me i was like that was another was sad so ass car. Mad. Oh, oh and for the so record how he's not a genius for trading up for Devonte smith everybody <laughs> no. with no. any sense of a clue would have done it, man. Like, yes. come on. That wasn't like a brilliant, like, 
that was smart and I'll give him that it was smart, but anyone in that position would have done it. Like that's yep. not some out of the box thing. So Steven, what Steven's been holding in this lawn for, for a little while now. And it, and it finally came out. He wanted <laughs> to get it out after the Steven Nelson trade because our other, our other, uh, um, guy in the mix in the rotation here at the Philly Pod is Justin, who's a big Howie defender. We got to have him on here to make it to say his piece one of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was the one screaming on the top of his lungs Howie season when um when Steven Nelson when when they made the trade for that. So I'll give Steven the quick floor here to get this off his chest because he's been waiting for like three weeks to to, to say stuff about this Howie season longer than that. Man. This is this is dating back to draft day. So Justin, if <laughs> you're for around, two months, yeah. <laughs> still listening, it's not just a message to you, Justin. It's yeah, a message to listening. all of Holy you guys God. on Twitter, by the way. It's just eagle social media in general. Like <sighs> Justin was at my house. You can find the video, our reaction. Oh to yeah, I do remember that. Holy yeah, oh traded up and drafted Devonte Smith. I was deep in alcohol, so I wasn't. <laughs> I was in no mood to fight this guy or anything. <laughs> Um, he looks at me and, and goes, Oh, it's Howie season. Guys, it's not Howie season. It's literally the off season. Okay. <laughs> like you guys are, we are so used to Howie Roseman having a disaster of an off season. What when this guy finally has a normal off season, we're sitting here applauding this guy. Like, stop. It's the off season. It's not Howie season. The only time it was ever Howie season was in 2017. And I honestly think he got lucky that year. So yeah, that, that was a lot we'll of luck. Call it at that. <laughs> Now, Anybody for, no, that no. ruins, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Go like, ahead. No, get it out. Get it out. Me and Vic got labeled once apologists, and I talked to Jordan beforehand. She's basically a once apologist, too. So, welcome. Whoa, home, whoa, whoa. Way, First of all, no, stop you right there. We are not apologists. We shedded this name, Stephen. We made so much headway in shedding the, the, <laughs> the once apologist off Twitter that Twitter actually somewhat likes us now after the whole last season that it was. And we cannot go back to being that. We were once supporters. Actually, let me rephrase that. I'm the Eagles QB one supporter, is what I am. Yeah. People gave me crap for, like, oh, you just you, you suck off once and all this. No, he was just the, he was the started quarterback. And I'm seeing a lot of the same behavior on social media with this whole Ben Simmons garbage that that I should really well, I, make I'm this a Sixers problem that. again. You're yeah, on your we, own we're not going to go down you're the path on, on that. But all I did was, well, you're not, you're off the Ben wagon, so that's why. But you're off the Ben wagon, man. Yeah, we'll get there. So, so I just supported. I just I'm just not a fan of giving up on players personally. That's why I was labeled a, a Winston and, and and all that stuff. So we are not Wentz apologists. That's where this story was going. <laughs> Fair. Um, lost in my train of thought piece. was no. My point was just like, and I I hate revisiting this. Like, I just want to talk the current Eagles, but like, I don't even know how we got to this point. <laughs> no, because he, the a big part of the Eagles fan base is talking about how much of a genius Howie is. Like, guys, you do realize like Carson Wentz was literally the MVP of the league. Yes, he got hurt and all this stuff, but like the fact that the relationship with this guy got so damaged that bad that like this guy like doesn't even want to be here anymore and we had to trade him like that's a direct reflection on the gm like i'm sorry but he blew it like we traded up for this guy at number two like so many teams in the nfl would have loved to have carson wentz on their team and like the fact that the relationship got damaged that bad that's a direct reflection on the gm i'm sorry like i'll never forgive the guy for that and one uh, it is a decent well, let's not forget that when you can't call this a like good that contributes that contributes like Wentz wasn't trying to stay here either so that's he he became entitled and that again we're going down this rabbit hole but he became entitled that he wanted to leave too and that relationship became became uh damaged mm-hmm. beyond repair to, to that point and jordan any howie slander you need to get out while, while we're on the topic yeah, please, go ahead. I'll, I'll let steven finish and then i'll, I'll chime in <laughs> no i'm done i can't do this <laughs> anymore <laughs> 
<laughs> These man's flustered over here. Yeah. No, the Howie Roseman talk, it really, it really gets me going because it's infuriating. Welcome home, don't. Jordan. This, this yeah. Is, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. You made it. You made it. You made it to a safe spot here. Well, yes. we will say that he's, and I made this point on the last podcast, is that they've done a decent job in providing a team around Jalen Hurts to the point that they can fairly assess Hurts now. Because, like I mentioned prior, they didn't want to look at oh, Hurts and be like, well, he didn't have receivers. No, stop. Because he did, they can't. They can't. They can't sit here and say no. Wait, they didn't have receivers. Before you say that. No, that's true though. Did they not put a decent team around him this season? They can okay. Wait, okay, no wait, no wait, no wait. So go ahead, go ahead. Yes, go yes ahead. or no? Can the team fairly assess Jalen Hurts with this roster? Yeah, I, yeah, hundred. Yeah, okay, that's my point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. They put a good enough roster around Jalen Hurts to say that okay, he has a competent enough defense to help him. He has weapons. We drafted Devontae Smith. We have Miles Sanders. We have a couple tight ends. And now we can sit here and look at Jalen Hurts for a full season and know what we're getting from him. The Eagles didn't want to put themselves in a position to say, well, we still don't know what we have because the team was garbage. I think this season they can at least fairly assess him. I think Jalen Hurts only has this season anyway because of the way the Eagles are. Um, But that's all. So for that, I will give Howie credit for that. He brought in one year players, Wilson, Anthony Harris. Uh, He went and got Steven Nelson, all these guys on one year deals. And I, I think that for this year, how he did a good job of it, like Jordan said, attempting to clean up his mess. So I'll yeah. give him credit there. I agree with that. So now, so, yeah, unfortunately, we have to have to agree. So while we're on the topic of Winston, I know we it's it's the the topic nobody nobody likes to talk about. But I, like I said last episode, for one year and only one year remaining, we do have to keep an eye on this guy. And apparently, he's making <laughs> headway to start week one all of a sudden. Yeah. He's just a miracle freaking healer ever since he left Philadelphia. As a foot, he can walk right. on. The Colts must have fixed their... their they, apparently, they're not practicing on cobblestone roads anymore because <laughs> Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz are both just miracle workers that can now freaking heal their foot now. So as far as the... We all know the implications. It's been said ad nauseum to this point. So how confident are we? I'll start with Jordan because I don't know how she feels about the whole trade package that we even got for Carson Wentz. Uh, but how confident are you that we could possibly get this first round pick and have three first to potentially get another quarterback next year? We don't don't know. Oh. Don't know. But oh, I don't. All right. Don't want to go down that road. I don't even want to think about that. I'm just glad we didn't take Justin Fields. We survived one year. Oh, yes. Thank God. I was I literally was like, if we just traded up for Justin Fields, I, would've, I, would've, I, would've, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have screamed bloody murder. I was at like a nice draft event. Like I was wearing a blazer. Like it was like classy. If we drafted Justin Fields, you, I would have screamed in the middle of <laughs> Damn. this thing. A blazer. Holy hell. What have I we been know, doing, man? I, I, I mean, I was. What were we doing? I was, I was home. Busy, but, um, <laughs> I was home no, drinking I, my life away. <laughs> I mean, I was still hammered, but right. I was wearing a blazer. So you were hammered. Was, you were hammered fashionably. But yes, fashionably <laughs> hammered. But no, the trade package was fine. I think it was. For everything that we saw made sense, or everything that they saw made sense, I should say. But I'm, if he starts week one, it's going to go one of two ways, I think. If he starts week one or two and is off to a good start, I think he gets comfortable. They do well enough. He plays the full season, we'll be fine. However, if it starts getting pushed back, if he starts off shaky, his mental game is damaged. And I think this injury is going to, it's treading on thin waters for him. So I think if he has a shaky start, it's going to be a downward spiral and we'll be happy with a second, but um, because that's what we'd be stuck with. But so we I have no choice. Think, we have to be happy. Yeah, we have no choice. That's <laughs> what we have. So I literally think it's going to depend on the first three weeks of if he comes out looking good or if it's a little hit or miss and then we'll be able to determine the rest of the season based off that. You know what my thought process is? What if they rush him back 
and then he just like can't be mobile the whole year, and then it's well, just a lingering injury that that bothers him the whole year. Like well, that's that one of my familiar. thoughts, Stephen. What? Yeah, it does sound familiar. But what if we do this, Stephen? How about what if the Colts get to a point now where we're going to hold him out to the point where they have to get that second round pick? What if we hold him out so that he only plays a majority sixty eight percent of the snaps? Oh. What if that happens? Petty, that, we'll put the Colts, petty. that would be petty. Oh my god, I wouldn't put it past the Colts to do that thing. So majority, as for the people that don't know, that haven't been around since June for whatever reason, that Carson has to play either seventy percent of the snaps to make the post or and make the postseason, or play seventy five percent of the snaps for that and second round pick to convert into a okay. first round. Or he could just play seventy five, and whatever happens happens. Or if he right. plays seventy, they sit him out the rest of the season. They make the postseason. Okay. But the way I see it happening is that Carson will probably play 68% and then we'll make the AFC championship game because that's how it goes. <laughs> <'Cause that's>... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be so soul crushing. <laughs> that's literally that's literally how it goes for that. For Where will the Howie game. season guys be then? Man, where's the Howie season guys then? Hopefully hiding how... under a freaking rock. <laughs> Show me Howie season. Show me Howie season then, man. Show me Howie season for taking Darius Slayton over Clayton Thorson. I want to see that. And remember when Jeff almost went down to Justin Jefferson freaking oh, dark hole last episode? Stop? I don't. Uh, you no, know what? And this is, and this is actually. And actually, uh, since I brought it up, I need to make it a point now. Got to, got to. I'm glad you did that because there's somebody I wanted to I talk need, about. <laughs> this is yeah, and this is this is the last thing we'll say before we get out of here. Is that I need the people this year to just get over it. Like, to, like it happened. Mm-hmm. They have Justin Jefferson. We don't. And Jalen Rager. We still don't know what he is. He had a he had a rough start to training camp with the with the tragedy with his friend and everything he was dealing with. Uh, but I don't need to be told. And there's tweets that I make on Twitter. I'll tweet something about like Devonte, and it'll be like, "Well, could have had Justin Je-. like one thing does not have to do with the Devontae other." Like I don't do need to be Jefferson. reminded about Justin Jefferson. I know we could have had him, and you know why, Stephen? You know why I get it? Because remember when I was like shitting on the dude on Twitter? I wasn't shitting on, but I remember when oh, I was yeah, like, we "Oh, I don't yeah, think Justin Jefferson can fit. He's a slot no, I was, receiver." Yeah. I was that guy. So everybody's coming to be like, "Damn, bro, you didn't want Justin Jefferson?" And I'm like, "All right, man, I get it. He's a good receiver, Pro Bowler, thousand yard receiver. He'll probably be electric this season, even though he's dealing with the injury." But I just need everybody to get over it. That's it. Like it happened. There's nothing we can do about it. Harping on it isn't going to make it any better. And if we didn't, and if we did draft him last season, we probably don't have Devonte Smith, who's also hurt. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, but that's my that's that's my piece on the whole Justin Jefferson thing. Stephen Jordan, anything to add to that? Because I no feel like worries. Justin Jefferson is a hot topic in the cities. So. Yeah. No. And it's still it's one of those things. I agree with you. It is something that we kind of just have to get over and accept. But it does sting like that. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Did you want him pre-draft? Oh yeah. Oh, I was, was yeah. Was I really did. We were just stupid, man. We were just dumbasses. No, I <laughs> and I'm sitting there. You should have seen me and my mom hammered sitting on the couch. Damn, we're hammered a lot. I know. Yeah. Listeners are gonna call interventions. Oh. <laughs> um, no, and all of a sudden they show Justin Jefferson. Eagles are on the clock. He's talking on the phone, and I'm like, "Yes, we did it! Like we got him. Everything's great." And then they call Rieger, and I'm like, "Who?" Like, you didn't even know Jalen Rieger? You didn't know I Jaylen. knew Jalen Rieger, but like I wasn't expecting him in the first. I was thinking late second. Now, to be fair, in a lot of mock drafts I wrote that year, I did have us trading back and taking Jalen Rieger. I didn't think 20. Really? I thought 21 was a reach. I was still happy with him, but I thought we could have traded back to 28. I think Jacksonville had 28 at the time. We could have traded back with them. Or And Steven and I were big Denzel Mims fans. We were screaming. I want, up, yes. Up. <laughs> Wait, so when we took Rieger, I was like, this is fine. We have an early second. So I was like, we'll get Mims as well. I wanted to have like Welcome a little to the wide. Pod, yeah. Welcome to the Philly pod. Yo, she, like, she this should have been here for the draft. <laughs> no, I literally sat there. I think I jinxed the second round because I'm sitting there. I'm eating dinner. And I'm like, you know what? We had so many holes. I was yeah. like, they really can't mess this up. I wanted Mims. Oh, yeah. I was like, if they take best of at like a handful of positions, I'll be happy. 
then they freaking cold hurts and it's been hell ever since. I remember the I I remember the 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 sheer shambles I was in when they drafted Chan. I, I really, I just, I really was just like stunned. I remember I recorded a video from Twitter. I couldn't even like get on a stream or anything. Oh, I was yeah, just kind of sitting here, yeah. and I was just like, and I think the first thirty seconds of me just sitting here in silence because I didn't know what to do. No, and it was because so- it's Zach Bond, Christian yeah. Bolton, Denzel Mims. Like, there's oh. so many players. We had all. so many options, but and it's, oh. it was so hard for me too because Jalen Hurts was one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out of that. Like, I loved him, and I wanted good things. For- did not want him on my team. Like no Ooh. part of me ever. We, we didn't need him in my mind. I going back. Not look, in the second round, at least, right? No. And I actually saw someone like that went back and like redrafted that whole thing. We could have still taken Justin Jefferson, gotten um Rieger in the second, and we could have potentially gotten Jalen Hurts as well. Like if we went back and did everything correctly. <laughs> because how he sucks drafting correctly um, yeah that doesn't happen yeah <laughs> yeah it, like it could have all worked out so much better but whatever that's Here why Devonte smith is still a shock because like how he doesn't mm. make these obvious picks off i was, like... <laughs> I was happy in that moment like i was yeah. the happiest i've been in a long time in that moment <laughs> oh i was happy as i've been since happy. the super bowl yeah, yeah. Was, you would have thought we won the super bowl the way i was running around this house oh, <laughs> oh heck yeah. yeah oh man it was so it was it was i so had bad. people like best friend who's a giants fan texted me and she was like you did it she was like congratulations so i was like thank you yeah they were salty you. giants fans oh my god you know oh what that's goodness. why i was taking left because we were able to bitch the giants fans that's why i was yeah. <laughs> and then they took oh, Kadarius tony they reached like you could have had him any time after that yeah so reaching for him in, in that spot is, is horrible but the giants are a shit show they have people retiring every day kenny galladay's yeah. not playing the coach is a joke yeah daniel jones is having, having fatal four-way laugh. matches every day <laughs> It is literally a bad. I don't know what they're what they're going to do over there. It's been quiet for a few days. Maybe they may, maybe maybe they got it together. So real quick before we get out of here, Jordan, mm-hmm. were you in the uh, were you in the trade Carson camp at the end of last season? Oh boy! And this is your rep on the line. People are gonna you're gonna lose followers. <laughs> Nothing's on the line. I no, I did not want to trade Carson once at all. I did not want to. I to hear first wanted, uh, yeah, and I will. I uh, no shame in it. I mean, it happened. So how do you feel? Was, all right, so qu- better question. How do you feel after the injury? <laughs> I feel a little oh, bit better. On, I, I justify no, the I decision. I said, man, I do. It it did make me, and I said this like I like the whole time I was saying I didn't want Carson traded. I was saying I hope they prove me right. Like I hope, and like the injury, it did. It made me feel a lot better. But at the end of the day, I was sitting there. I was on vacation in Orlando when Doug got fired, and I was like, "Yes, we're keeping." That was shocking. We were just talking about that yesterday about how the whole Doug got fired thing. And in my mind, it was one or the other. So when Doug was out the door, I was like, "Great, we're keeping Carson. We can bring someone in that's going to start bringing the camaraderie back." Like. I thought it was going to start treading back in the right direction. And then Carson Wentz still ended up getting traded, which whatever. I remember hired Sirianni, and I was like, this man's going to fix Wentz. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, it made no, – Well, that was, was the narrative, Frank, remember? Yes. Frank Reich – Sirianni was like Frank Reich's right-hand man. So you bring him in. We knew Frank Reich and Carson worked. I was like, this is going to be perfect. And it wasn't – clearly because he's gone but it really it threw me through a loop but whatever the injury now looking it does make me feel better because 
even if he does start week one, you don't know what's going to happen with him. So whatever. But no, I was riding the whole I did not want to trade Carson at the end of last year. Just to just to make it clear, Carson was fourth in franchise in passing yards when they traded him already. Just oh man, know. toxic Vic is back. Oh, no, no, it's go. not toxic. No, I'm just saying we moved on. <laughs> so it is what it is. Even even if Jim Hurts becomes the next Russell Wilson, that pick was still dumb in hindsight. I don't care. It was, it was, still, right. it was still poor yes. use of resources. I don't care if he's literally Russell Wilson. The pick it itself led to was the bad. firing of a. Uh, what coach gets fired like two years after they win the Super That's Bowl? Insane, Think exactly. about that. He has oh. a statue in this city. Doug was being a dumpster. Nick Foles and neither of them are My man was splitting out. My man was splitting Wentz out, right wide receiver, blocking <laughs> up field with a messed up ACL, had broken back, had this man blocking up up the freaking field. Well, I can't, I can't do this. Doug's not oh. at fault, man. I blame Howie. Well, I mean, I think Jeffy Lurie gave gave Doug a chance to come back, and he said, I want my grow back. And Larry said, ah, okay, I see where this is going. You can get out of here. So. I with Larry in that one, actually. <laughs> you want to bring back the guy that didn't know how to use Golden State? Yeah, right, that's fine. <laughs> Literally the yards after catch leader didn't know how to use Oh, it. my god, That's fine. Oh, man, but that about wraps up this episode of the Philly Pod. I'll have to decide if I'm going to keep that clip or not. Of Carson, we'll have to figure it out. So, so, oh, man, oh, so, on, for, man. so if you don't already, <laughs> be sure to follow me on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Follow the Instagram at the Philly Pod as well. And be sure to follow Liberty Line on there as well. Getting heavy. I just found out yesterday that Twitter is like not important for like social following. It's like the 19th used app. So my life is a lie. So now I'm trying to get into the Instagram game. So be sure to follow me on Instagram. Follow Liberty Line PHL at Instagram as well. Follow Steven on Twitter at Steven Conrad Jr. Do the same on Instagram at real. Is it real Steven Conrad Jr.? Yeah, there's a Steven fake Conrad. one. Yeah, so be sure to go <laughs> do that Steven let everybody know where they can find you, what content you got coming up, any new projects. I don't even know what you're doing these days. We live, talk with Romp, we live right? by with the daily, Robin man. Steve. We live by the daily. You never know. Hey, if Damian Lillard gets traded, you're going to want to stay I'm, tuned. I'm, on going, I'm coming right back on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Absolutely. You've seen that uh, Chauncey doesn't want to shoot a ton of threes. I know I got a player for you that doesn't shoot any of them. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we, can, we can go ahead and do that. Anything else you want to pitch, Steve? I will pitch one more thing, actually. Thank you. Now that you say <laughs> Thank that. you. Please. Make sure you stay tuned to the Liberty Line. I'm going to have a lot of stuff. I'll probably blog this podcast in writing form and video form. Obviously, guys, head over to the Philly Pod TV so you can see this in action. You guys talk crazy on Twitter, man. You say a lot of stuff. Why don't you come on to YouTube where you can actually see our faces? Because there's going to be live streams on here. Let's bring that energy there. Let's see if you guys are all about that, man. And when, was the, when was the last blog you wrote for the Liberty Line? Not too long ago, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. I think it was a Sixers one, if I'm not mistaken. You want me to tell you when the last one was? Yeah, do that for me. It was definitely in May. So, okay. Just That's a lie. You know. That's so, a he's going to. So, yep, so, maybe That's he'll write an article one of these days, guys. Stay tuned at the LibertyLine.com for Stephen Conrad's <laughs> articles. He had one in the drafts about why Jalen Hurts is going to be successful. And yeah, I read he never it and I couldn't put it, it out. I couldn't put it out because. Why? It just needs work. All right. So, yeah, Jordan. <laughs> oh, my God. Jordan, let everybody know where they can find you. You're new to the show. Going to be featured every week as we become alcoholics on the show, I guess. <laughs> That's what we're going to be get to it. We're going to be doing. Oh, wait. That reminds me. Please, Howlerhead, sponsor us. What is it? Yes. Banana whiskey. Howlerhead. We, yes. we are starting a new goal now. For everybody still listening, we are starting a goal that we need to be sponsored by Howlerhead by the end of this year. So, every single day, I will tweet. Please sponsor us, Howlerhead. We will bring it to the tailgate. We'll bring it. I will bring it to guys. the tailgates. I'll bring it on stream. I'll take shots of that stuff on stream. I don't even care. Howlerhead. At Howlerhead. Please sponsor us. <laughs>
Go ahead, Jordan. Where can people find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, but that's a TikTok. dark horse. TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. No, no. <laughs> Stay away from TikTok. Same um, all at the Sporty Jordy. My YouTube is Sporty Jordy. I also host a podcast called Onside Chicks. You can find that on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We stream live every Wednesday night. Same thing, all things NFL headlines, fantasy, betting, all that fun stuff. Let it be known that uh, Jordan's probably doing onside chicks in like a half an hour after this. So, yeah. <laughs> so actually, no show tonight. No oh. show. Tonight. Oh, that's why she was in a rush. Because remember, when we exactly. had difficulties beforehand. I was waiting for her to be like, dude, I got shit to do after this. Wait, like, is no. that because of us? No, no, no. no. Okay. She she would literally be like, figure it out. I'm going to do this other shit. <laughs> so that's why. So be sure to go follow these guys, Stephen S. Stephen Carmack Jr. on Twitter, Jordan at the Sporty Jordy. Be sure to download the Park Sportsbook app. Follow them on Twitter at Park Sportsbook. Download the app. Get ready for the Eagle season with all the boosts and lines and props you're going to be doing. I'm going to be a whole degenerate this season because last year I was like end gambling, but like I wasn't really heavy into it. The NBA really got me into it. So now I'm about to bet my mortgage and everything. Yeah. So join no, me in bet. Join me in being irresponsible this season, please, and download the Park Sportsbook app. But until the next one, y'all, peace out from the Philly Pod. <laughs>